Hey there, future fans. It is time for Future Flicks with Billiam. This is episode 76. I am sorry for releasing the Future Flicks awards and this episode so close together. I was going to release the Future Flicks awards sooner, but some of my equipment broke, as some of you may have seen on Twitter. All two of you that follow me. I'm kidding. It's more like four. But anyway, everything's fixed and we're back. So we actually have quite a short movie week for you, and this is why I didn't really mind that much as doing two episodes back to back, because if you add them together, it's just like an hour long episode. So here we go. This is the week of January 26, 2018, and this is episode 76 of Future Flicks with Billiam. You know, I really have to thank Snarf Chris because he is the one that came up with that theme. He, he He's the one that made this theme for me, and it's f***ing fantastic. Mind you, he didn't compose music. Anyone who has looked at the show notes will see the credit has been given to a Mr. Kevin McLeod. But Chris, or Snarf Chris, is the one who found the music and then made it all work. And while I would really like to have my own theme, a theme that was mine alone, and not something that was royalty-free. I really like this one. I admit it. If anyone out there would like to make me a new theme song, just think of that scene at the end of City Slickers when Billy Crystal is riding in super triumphant that music's playing. Yeah, something like that. Give me something epic. Please and thank you. But anyway, some of you may be wondering, who is this madman talking into this microphone thinking people are listening? No one knows. Except me. I'm Billiam. You are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. And this is a show where I talk about all of the movies that are coming out during the week. I tell you what they're about. I tell you who's in them. And I give you my thoughts on them. I wrap that all up with a score, which I call the Billiam's Interest Level Score, or the Bill Score. The Bill Score can take us anywhere from zero for those movies that are truly terrible to an 11 for those movies that take it up that extra notch. I also go over any news I noticed and any new trailers I noticed. And then the show ends with the question of the week. So if you are new, welcome to the show. I thank you very much for giving me a shot. I really hope you stick around. I think I do good work, especially for a lone nerd sitting in his bedroom talking into a microphone. So thank you very much for listening. If you are a return listener, you know who you are and you know how I feel. Thank you so much for the support. But some of you may be wondering, oh wow, I stumbled across this show accidentally. How are other ways I could listen? Allow me to tell you. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. I'm soon coming back to YouTube, maybe even Tumblr soon again. You can listen to me on the somewhat nerdy website. You can find links on the Facebook page. And how do you reach me? 
And why would you want to reach me? You can reach me for any number of reasons. To answer the question of the week. To give me feedback. To tell me what you think of the movies. To recommend a movie for me. Or to ask for a recommendation from me. So let's go over how you reach me. You can leave a comment on the Facebook page. The Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page, that is. Or the Somewhat Nerdy website. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can hit me up through email. BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. When YouTube and Tumblr are up and working again, well, I mean, they're working. When I get off my dead ass and start using them again, you can leave comments there. Please don't forget to log into iTunes and give the show five stars. I would really appreciate it. It really helps me a lot. And then share the podcast with your friends. Go, hey, hey, you, you like movies. I know this. I know a podcast about movies. I know this nerd who eats, sleeps, breathes, and shits movies. He is a one nerd show and he comes out every week. So yeah, I would really appreciate it if you spread the word. And I hate to admit that from so yeah and word, it took me like six takes because I have had so much wine tonight because I am celebrating. Well, kind of celebrating and lamenting it. It would have been my grandfather's 102nd birthday. So my family, we don't party. We're, we're not party people. But we usually do something nice. We usually just have a nicer dinner. And then I get myself liquored up. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I truly believe that my love of movies stems from partially him. Because I've always loved movies. But my grandfather would take me every weekend to see a movie when I was a kid. Because he would watch me because my parents worked. And he would take me to see whatever movie I wanted. And I... I, I can't thank him enough. He sat through Candyman 2, Sins of the Flesh, for me. Ghostbusters, Dick Tracy, movies that, while our generation and generations younger, maybe the maybe one generation prior may even love them, his generation thought they were just utter sh**. He hated it, but he took me. And when I have grandkids, I hope I am that kind of grandfather. And I hope that all of you, too, will just encourage the love of stories the love of cinema in your progeny get them to watch movies get them to read anything that would introduce them to so many different ideas so many great stories but anyway let's move on let's jump into the show and the first segment which as always is the news According to Hollywood Reporter, Ken Watanabe is joining Ryan Reynolds in the Pokemon movie Detective Pikachu, a movie where the second most overrated Pokemon becomes a detective for some stupid f***ing reason. God, I hate Pikachu so, so much. The only other most overrated Pokemon in history is Lucario, because Lucario is f***ing stupid. I will fight you. If you disagree with me, okay, no, that, that's not true. I won't fight you, but I will think angry thoughts and go, grr, you disagree. How dare you have thoughts of your own or, you know, stuff like that. The news that comes to us from Variety that I actually had to read the whole article because I was certain it was a prank. Michael Bay is going to produce a Duke Nukem movie with, so far, here's who's in negotiations to play Duke Nukem, John f***ing Cena. If you've been around Somewhat Nerdy for a while, you know our stance on Michael Bay. We generally don't like him. Most of us like The Rock and the Bad Boys series, but that's about it. Everything else he touches is cancerous. His movies are terrible, and he is terrible, but this time I am intrigued. Michael Bay makes stupid 
stupid action movies. And if I ever wanted a Duke Nukem movie, which I didn't know I wanted until now, I would have wanted it to be, and I currently want it to be, a stupid action movie. John Cena already looks the part, but my question now is, will this get the R rating it needs? Because this is a Duke f***ing Nukem game. They had that goofy Doom movie with The Rock and Carl Urban and Rosamund Pike. And that was rated R, but it, it could have gotten away with a PG-13 rating. This one needs it just because of who Duke Nukem is and the series. So we'll see where that goes. In news from Digital Spy that outraged some people, mainly social justice warriors, but outraged others too, the live-action Aladdin movie has finished filming. This was brought to us by Guy Ritchie, or will be brought to us by Guy Ritchie, and it stars Mena Masood as Aladdin, Naomi Scott as Jasmine, and Will Smith as the Genie. This movie came under fire for whitewashing, even though they made a big deal of trying to get people of color for the movie. Though arguably the race of Genie didn't matter at all. But the casting of Naomi Scott, who's British with Indian descent, displeased quite a few people like, Oh, why couldn't you have found an Arab? And to that I say shut the f*** up. Hollywood has been doing this for years. At least they tried to get someone with semi-dark skin for the role. Jesus Christ, look at Dragon Ball Evolution. If you want to talk about whitewashing, look at that. Or don't, because it was a piece of shit movie. Anyway, Disney also came under fire because they reportedly darkened the skin of some of the white extras. And so there's all this outrage, but people, including some of the actors, came to the movie's defense saying, hey, 80-90% of the cast are people of Middle Eastern descent. And that's really f***ing good for Hollywood. So maybe people should stop looking for something to be offended about and just be glad that Disney tried. And did a pretty good job. In news brought to us by IndieWire, Guillermo del Toro did not plagiarize The Shape of Water. This became news after a short film in the Netherlands was found to have a very similar plot. Though the Netherlands Film Academy confirms that they looked into it and that the spirit of the movies are different. They don't believe there is any purposeful plagiarism, they think it's just a coincidence. Or worst case scenario, Del Toro's film was inspired by. In other news brought to us by comicbook.com, we have a synopsis for the Christopher Robin movie. It's actually just called Christopher Robin, and here we go. Disney's Christopher Robin, the young boy who embarked on countless adventures in the Hundred Acre Wood with his band of spirited and lovable stuffed animals has grown up and lost his way. Now it's up to his childhood friends to venture into our world and help Christopher Robin remember the loving and playful boy who is still inside. It goes on. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically Christopher Robin has a job that sucks his ever-loving soul out, which I know a lot about. And I'm sure a lot of you out there know a lot about too. And he also has a family of his own, but his life has become his work. This was directed by the director of Finding Neverland and written by the writer of Spotlight. Oh, written by a few people. By the writers of Spotlight, Golden Exits, which just sounds like a terrible named porn, and Hidden Figures. And see, that is how you do a premise. Remember when we had that premise from Solo or synopsis from Solo? And it told us jack sh**. Well, see, this one tells us something without being a huge spoiler. Okay, it's true we can kind of guess the ending from the synopsis, but the minute the first trailer was released, you can guess it. Guess what? It's going to have a happy ending. Guess what? Pooh and Eeyore and Tigger and Piglet are going to teach Christopher Robin and remind him that life is more than just work. There, that's the end. 
Of course, with movies like this, it's more about the journey. In news from birthmoviesdeath.com, you may remember last week we had a new offering from Nicolas Cage called Mom and Dad. Well, apparently there's another one coming out called Mandy, and it's getting a lot of praise as just pure enjoyment. Apparently in this movie, Nicolas Cage's wife gets kidnapped by a cult, and he goes on a murderous rampage to find the people. My favorite quote and the headline for the review goes as follows. Nicolas Cage just kills the hell out of everybody. There is also a tiger. And let me read the first paragraph uh, in this article written by Evan Sothoff, I believe is the person's name. There are some things we as people should not be able to resist. Nicolas Cage forging his own heavy metal battle axe to kill a band of superhuman mutated bikers is one of them. Mandy is f***ing awesome. You know what? I'm down. So far, there's no release date set for this. The only release date on IMDb was the 19th, where it premiered at Sundance. And I got part of the premise wrong. Apparently, his wife is kidnapped. She's been murdered. So he no longer has anything to lose. And in an answer to a question I asked the other week, FlickeringMyth.com reports that Leonardo DiCaprio will be playing an aging Western TV star in Quentin Tarantino's new film about the Manson murders. This movie has a tentative release date of August 9th, 2019. And finally in the news, we have announcement for John Wick 3. It's going to be directed by the same director, Chad Stalensky. I think I'm saying that right, but yeah, all right, more John Wick, more of the same. That is what we want. My dream for the third one is just an expanse on this wonderful world that they built. And of course, more brutal John Wick action. And with that, my future friends, let's step into the trailer trove. Avast, and welcome to the trailer trove. Yar, welcome back. Okay, sorry, enough of that. The first trailer in the trailer trove is for a movie called I Kill Giants. This is a movie about a young girl who escapes her troubling life into a fantasy world where giants are real and is up to her to stop them. This is based on a graphic novel or series of uh, by Joe Kelly and was adapted to the screen by Joe Kelly as well. It stars Zoe Saldana, Imogen Poots, and Madison Wolf. Uh, you may know the first two, Madison Wolf. if you ever saw Conjuring 2, she was one of the children. She was Janet, and uh, you know what, I forget which one Janet was. Anyway, this story makes me think of A Monster Calls. And not just because that movie's been on my mind recently because of the Future Flicks Awards, but because it's about this child escaping a cruel, real world by going into their own head, basically, and inventing sh I don't know the full story, though, so I don't know if this is going to turn out to be real. Like, maybe the giants are real and only she can see them, but I think this is going to take a more realistic turn where it turns out she's just inventing stuff in her head because of her troubled life. Either way, it looks good. We get to see some really good acting from Zoe Saldana. Uh, Imogen Poots didn't show a lot of what she could do in the trailer, but she's good. Overall, this looks like an entertaining movie. And as of now, there is no official release date though it looks like it may be hitting the film festival circuit. The next trailer is we got a second trailer for Pacific Rim Uprising. This one shows us more of the Jaegers, this one shows us more of the Kaijus, and it shows us more battle goodness. Once again, what we're going to have on our hands is a 
beautiful movie, a wonderful action flick, and one that's just going to be mediocre as far as story and everything else goes. It's going to have good actors in it, but it's not going to call for them to give it their all. That doesn't mean it's going to be bad, though. I think this is going to be a good movie. It's going to be really entertaining. This is going to be a blockbuster. And this comes out this year on March 23rd. Starring Scott Eastwood, John Boyega, Tian Jing, Charlie Day, Rinko Kikuchi. Though unless they're hiding a huge surprise up their sleeve, we won't see the return of Charlie Hunnam. This movie revolves around a, quote, new generation of Jaeger pilots. Well, my friends, we have three trailers left in the trove, and let's move right on into it. Well, three trailers and one trailer slash story. But here we go. Tomb Raider has a second trailer, and it looks just as good. The scenes of the movie felt like they came straight from the game, which is exactly what I was hoping for. Are we on the verge of the first truly good video game movie? Time will tell. This trailer just showed us more of the action. It showed us the same bits of story, so it didn't really add anything new. We saw more Alicia Vikander being awesome. We saw more Walton Groggins being awesome. And I'm still not sure if he is supposed to be the leader of Trinity, which I really hope he's not, because Trinity is supposed to be the super secret semi-religious organization. And if just some asshole that's been abandoned on a deserted island for decades is the leader of Trinity, then I'm going to be very disappointed. But so far, all signs are pointing to the fact that this is going to be a good movie, and I truly think it will be. This comes out March 16th. Next, we have a trailer for Harry Potter and the Drug Mule. This is a little film called Beasts of Burden, or just Beast of Burden. As you can guess, Daniel Radcliffe is in it, because when else do I really make a Harry Potter joke? That poor guy is doing everything he can to distance himself from the character, and we all still make the jokes. It's low-hanging fruit, folks. So in this movie, he plays a man whose wife needs medical treatment, so he becomes a drug mule to make money, because what else would you do, right? Duh, drug mule. He's also offered more, or a different offer, by the DEA to turn on the drug dealers, and so he must decide which side he wants to fall on. And of course, along with his life, his wife's life hangs in the balance. This comes out in February. The last actual trailer is the best trailer I've ever seen for anything ever. This trailer is for Super Troopers 2, and I can't f***ing wait for 420. Not so I can toke it. No, no, no. Because this film is going to be f***ing awesome. It's more of what you loved about the first one. Check out the trailer if you haven't already. This looks fantastic. And finally, some of you may have heard rumors about a Crocodile Dundee movie starring Chris Hemsworth and Danny McBride. Danny McBride was set to play the son of Crocodile Dundee, and two trailers leaked, and, okay, well, not actually leaked, were released, and people were scratching their heads. They're going, how did none of us know this movie was being made? How was Chris Hemsworth in this and no one knew. How can Danny McBride be working on Halloween and this movie? Well, here's the thing. It's not an actual movie. It was fake. It was part of an advertisement scheme to get people to travel to Australia. And you know what? It's a f***ing brilliant idea. Get people talking about this movie that they had no idea was coming out because it isn't, but have everyone scratching their heads going, how did no one know about this? 
Variety, Hollywood Reporter, Collider, no one talked about this. Not even Empire or Total Film Across the Pond, which I consider two, the two best movie magazines ever. No one mentioned this. That's why it was an ad campaign, and I think it's a very successful one. I won't be traveling to Australia, though, because A, I'm broke as f and B, f***ing bugs, man. I don't do bugs, and they have a ton of bugs there. But mainly, I'm just broke. Uh, I would like to visit Australia one day, but uh, I'm not going to now. But if I was rich, maybe I would have been like, okay, Australia, you got me. Good job. I'm going to visit. Take my money. Because I'm rich and have disposable income. Speaking of disposable income, the weirdest thing, I, I saw the weirdest thing happen at work today. We had this guy begging in our parking lot, and we, we normally don't bother them. We usually let them do their thing until a customer complains. A minute someone complains, and we go to them going, hey, sorry, can you not do this here? We're an uppity natural food market. Please leave. But no one, I guess people would be feeling kind that day, because no one complained. And when I walked outside, I saw this older dude pull out a fat-ass bag of weed and just give it to the guy. There was no money exchanged. I know this because of A, the guy didn't hand over money, and B, he then said, I can't just take this. And the old man said, of course you can. I'm trying to quit. Here. I mean, a gallon-sized Ziploc bag full of weed. Now that is disposable income. That you can just go, I have all of this weed here. Take it. True, in California, it's legal now. Anyone can get it. You no longer need a medical card. If I wanted to, I could just walk into a dispensary and go, give me some weed, please. I'll take one weed. That doesn't mean it's cheap. And this motherfucker just handed this guy this huge bag and it blew my mind. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. It just... It just popped into my mind because it was so weird. Anyway, that's it for the trailer trove. Let's get back on track with the movies. But before we do, guess what? We have a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Stay tuned. Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast, the bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Welcome back to the show, everyone. There are only three movies coming out, and if you go to IMDb, you'll see that the list is actually quite longer. You'll actually see that there were movies I missed from last week, but not really, because I decided to change the way I do things, and I, I've made this change a while ago, and I believe I mentioned it then, but let me just reiterate that I'm not going to talk about movies if they have like a one theater release. It, it's not worth it. If they ever get a wide release, I'll talk about it then, but it, it won't matter to you if the only showing of a film is at some obscure film festival. It's like my my hometown, Watsonville, California, has a film festival. Needless to say, the big indie movies would never have made it there. Like, I doubt Lady Bird would have put this film festival on their list of festivals to hit. So, like, if a movie's getting one release somewhere, I'm not going to talk about it, and that's why you may see a decrease in movies. If they do get a wider release, I will talk about that. I promise you. Uh, but the movies I'm not talking about this week are The Insult, which is a, a Lebanese movie about an insult that gets blown out of proportions and finds this guy at odds with people in his community. 
another kickboxer movie. This one actually having Jean-Claude Van Damme and Christopher Lambert in it. A biography comedy drama called Padman about a man whose goal it was was to provide inexpensive sanitary pads for women in rural India. And you know what? Good for him. I'm glad that he did this. I just don't want to see a movie about it because it's not even the fact that it has to do with menstruation. I just don't give a shit. I will watch movies about inventors, but like the imitation game and the upcoming Nikola Tesla movie, the upcoming Thomas Edison movie, those kind of inventors. But still, good for you, guy who invented cheap sanitary pads for women in rural India. Good for you. And Have a Nice Day is a Chinese comedy crime animation movie, which actually looks pretty good. But it's not getting a wide release at all. It's hitting a film festival today. Or today. I, I don't know when the festival actually is, but... But that's it. Other than that, we have three movies coming out, and let's talk about those. Let's talk about the first movie of the week, which is a movie called Please Stand By. A young autistic woman wants to enter a contest where she must submit a manuscript for a Star Trek episode. She goes off on her own for the first time to submit the manuscript in person. This stars Dakota Fanning from War of the Worlds, Tony Collette from Little Miss Sunshine, and Alice Eve from Star Trek Into Darkness. You know, she played Dr. Carol Marcus, one of Kirk's many love interests, but in the old canon, the one that she had a kid with him that the Klingons later killed, which caused him to murder the Klingons at the end of, oh Christ, was it three or four? And then he was sent to prison in five, the undiscovered country. Okay, I think I got that right. I don't really want to look it up because I'm just hoping I got that right. If you don't know who that character is, she's the one who Kirk walked in on when she's changing. I could have just said that and not been such a nerd. And you know what? I've said it once and I'll say it again. Autism is huge right now. It is f***ing huge. I just finished reading a fairly new book about a kid with autism who's trying to solve the murder of a dog. And it's so much more than that. Like it, But that was a huge book. Everyone loved it who read it. it. It made waves in the literary world. We have that show on like CBS or one of the major networks about the autistic doctor. Not Sheldon Cooper, the other autistic doctor. And then Netflix has that show called Atypical, which was really good, but still, why is this so huge now? It's like people finally realize that we can have an autistic main character, a character that's somewhere on the spectrum without having them be a screaming mess like the kid in Mercury Rising. Or to a lesser extent, the kid from The Babadook, which was such a sh movie. Oh my god. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about this movie, which looks pretty good. It looks predictable, but still... Okay, well, predictable as in what's going to happen to her on her journey. Not so much the ending, because I can't really predict the ending, because this could easily be the type of movie where she doesn't win the day. Either she doesn't make it in time for the cutoff for the contest, or she does just doesn't get chosen, but she still learns a lesson. Yay! Or it could be the movie where it's all happy ending, where she does get chosen and yay, she gets looked at for a writing career because she did such a great job. No, what I'm talking about is the fact that we know that in movies like this, when we have a character who's not used to going off on their own, who's not used to traveling, they have to learn lessons the hard way. And this movie doesn't seem like the type of brutal movie, so I don't think she's going to get raped. I think she's just going to get mugged. I think she's going to get beat up. I think she's going to be scared. I think she's going to be put in super uncomfortable situations, especially for someone with autism. And she will come out of it stronger. She will go, look, I did this. Me, with my problems, I did this. So maybe I won't go do that again, but guess what? I can spread my wings a little farther. 
And I'm really glad that Dakota Fanning is in this because I like her. Because remember for a while it was Dakota Fanning. Everyone was like, oh my God, this is the next kid. And then her sister, her little sister started doing movies and people were like, oh, f- this kid, this kid's even better. And then people are like, oh yeah, Dakota Fanning, you're, you're still a person, I, I guess. Go over there. Well, she's still doing stuff and it looks good. But the stuff she does, unfortunately, doesn't get as big as what Ellie Fanning does. She got the Neon Demon, which was batch crazy and not that great. In fact, the ending really pissed me off. But still, that movie got a lot of attention where this movie with an actress that still looks like she's doing a great job isn't getting much notice. I haven't seen Dakota Fanning or Tony Collette or Alice Eve hitting any of the shows because even though I don't watch a lot of TV, I do try and catch up on things on clips like, oh, what what am I missing in the news? What am I missing in pop culture? What do I need to know? But this movie looks good and... I bet a bunch of you know what I'm going to say next. So let's say it with me. This is not the kind of movie you need to see in theaters. This could be a good time, though. It could really be a good time if you want to go see a dramedy heavy on the drama, but still a little comedy in it and a honest story about a person with autism. Then maybe see this. Check it out. Other than that, maybe put this on your maybe list to be watched. I will put this on my to-be-watch list, but I don't know if this is really up your alley. I can't really suggest this for everyone. So this is going to be a good movie, but one you should watch at home. Please stand by. Gets a 7.5 out of 11. And you know what I decided? I'm just going to run through all the movies, do the final break, then jump into the question of the week. Let's jump into the next film, which is a happy little film called Hostels. An army captain is tasked with escorting a Cheyenne chief and his family through dangerous territory. This stars Christian Bale from The Dark Knight, Rosamund Pike from Gone Girl, Wes Studi from Blast of the Mohicans, Jesse Plemons from Black Mass, Stephen Lang from Don't Breathe, and Scott Shepard from Bridge of Spies. And you know what we have here? What we have here is the kind of movie that you would watch once and then walk away from. I go, wow, that was a great movie. I'm really glad I watched that. Never again. This is not going on my shelf. I will recommend this to people, but I'm not going to watch it again. Kind of like Brokeback Mountain, but less cowboy sex. Like, I really enjoyed Brokeback Mountain. It was a great movie, but I will probably never watch it again because I like being happy. This film looks good. It is a movie that I've seen advertised for a while. I've heard talk about it for a while. And... A mix of fortunately and unfortunately, it seems to be a realistic portrayal of the treatment of Native Americans. And the reason I say fortunately and unfortunately simultaneously is because that I think it's important that we never forget what we did to these people. And of course, I'm using the historic we as in America and not you and me. Because I didn't do that. I would have voted against that sh**. This looks so accurate that it will be very uncomfortable. And that's the unfortunate part is that this is just going to be a really uncomfortable movie. Look at how these people were treated. And then the fact that they were really treated like this is just going to add so much more to all the feels the movie will make you feel. A mix of sad and enraged. It doesn't help that we have fantastic actors in this movie. The only one I can't really speak to is Scott Shepard. Even though I've seen Bridge of Spies, I'm not familiar with his work. But everyone from Christian Bale to Jesse Plemons, I'm like, F- yeah, these people are great. So having these great actors in the movie is just going to add to everything. 
And that may sound like an obvious thing to say, but when it comes to you wanting to see this movie or your interest in this movie, it could mean a lot. One of my closest friends will not watch movies that he knows are going to be sad. No matter how much I tell him uh, A Monster Calls is a great movie, he will just say, I bet it is. And he will never watch it. And you know what? That's okay. It's just like not being a fan of a certain genre. Not wanting to watch a super sad or a super serious or a super anything movie because you get too emotional is a perfect reason to not see it. So now this is when I turn the question to you. What category do you put yourself in? Can you watch movies that just get super deep, super dark, super depressing? Or would you rather avoid them entirely? If you would rather avoid them entirely, then just skip this movie 100%. If not, maybe put this on your to-be-watched pile. This looks like a movie that will be good, but also skippable. It looks like the kind of movie that if you watch it, you'll enjoy it, but you won't miss anything if you don't watch it. Like there's not enough. It, it didn't do enough to grab me to make me want to see this. The only reason I think it's going to be good is because it just has reliable actors in it. So long story short, for too long, didn't listen. Hostels is going to be a good movie, but just really deep. Hostels gets a 6.5 out of 11. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the final movie this week is actually the third part in a trilogy. Actually, well, technically there are four books, so I don't know if this is the final one or not, because I forgot if the fourth book was a prequel or if it was just its own thing. And I think this is a series that everyone should watch because it was entertaining. But before I get off on a rant, let's talk about the movie. It's Maze Runner, The Death Cure. Thomas and friends embark on a quest to find a cure for the deadly disease known as Flare and to save their friends' lives in the process. This stars Dylan O'Brien from Teen Wolf, the TV show, Kaya Scodelario from Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Ki Hong Lee from The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Thomas Brody Sangster from Game of Thrones, Walter Goggins from Justified, Will Poulter from The Revenant, Nathalie Emanuel from Furious 7, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad, and Barry Pepper from True Grit. So I said earlier that this was based on a series of books, and in this case, from what I've heard and the little I've read of the books, the movie is better than the books. I, I read part of the first book, I couldn't finish it, and I'm still not sure at this point if it's because I had just seen the movie, so it was all still kind of fresh, or if the changes to the movie were just too good, because stuff had changed from the books to the movies, some stupid stuff was taken out, and... That's why I think that the movies are better than the books in this case, even though it was a widely popular series. I have some friends that read the books and said, no, the, the movies are definitely better. So if you've never seen the series before, I highly recommend it. The first movie, it's about this guy named Thomas who just wakes up one day and he has no memory. Who the f*** is he? He doesn't know. No one in this place knows where they are, because that's right, he's in the middle of this little clearing with a bunch of other boys and girls, some children, some teenagers, but all still kids. And he finds out they're in the middle of a maze. And every day there are people called runners who go out and try and map the maze and find a way out. But guess what? Every so often the maze changes. And there are also monsters out there or machines or some that come out and try to kill them. So Thomas is like, okay, I'll join. But guess what? There's something very special about Thomas. And shortly after him, a young girl shows up too that has a connection to him who seems to know him, but he does not remember her. So the story is basically about how Thomas and the people get out of the maze 
Spoiler alert, they get out. The second movie was about them finally getting out and then finding other people and then getting to a place that's supposed to be this fabled haven for people. This one is about, oh, well, let's try and save our friends who got in trouble in the last book and also stop this disease that has wiped out a lot of the world and is still killing people to this day. Yes, it is a YA book, but I've never felt talked down to. Sometimes with YA books, I get the feeling that they're taking other ideas, ideas that's been done before, and just dumbing it down. That was really my problem with the first Hunger Games book. Even though the series eventually went its own way, that was my problem with the first Hunger Games book. Because it was a familiar idea that they just kind of dumbed it down a bit for kids. But thankfully, not all YA books are like that. That's why it's such a popular book type, even among adults. And from now on, if you ever hear me use YA as a bad thing, I'm referring to books that give the good ones a bad name. But no matter what I can say about this movie, I, I of course, I didn't say much about this movie yet. It, it does look really good. I'm so glad that Dylan O'Brien is back because if you remember, he got into an accident filming a scene in this movie and it was questionable if it would ever continue. I think he needed mild facial reconstructive surgery, if I remember right. Well, here is the final product. It has come out. We are getting a continuation of the series. And I'm so confident about this, I don't want to do a dual pick of the week. Well, that and there are only three movies. But I think that if you watch this series, you will like it. I think you will like the first two. They are just fun. You're not going to watch an amazing movie. You're not going to watch some, some jaw-dropping spectacle. You're just going to watch a fun movie with an interesting story. A story that's familiar, but not a straight copy of something else. Unfortunately, it does suffer a little bit from that YA problem of having two-dimensional characters. I mean, just look at Bella and Katniss. They are barely even human. Thomas isn't that bad. Uh, Kaya Scudelario's character is that bad. But luckily, the supporting cast is full of wonderfully fleshed out characters. So if you're in the mood for a movie that's just going to be plain old fun, watch this one. And if you haven't watched the first two, yes, you need to. Not just because you won't understand what the fuck is going on, but also because they're just fun movies. If you're going to want to watch a movie that's going to be a better quality movie, then maybe watch Hostels or Please Stand By. But for one that's going to be a lot of fun, you watch Maze Runner, The Death Cure. Which brings me to my score. Maze Runner, The Death Cure gets an 8.5 out of 11. Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Square Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall -wall filthy f***.
fucking language. Go to a grocery store. I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there. I'm like, yeah, did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of fucks and garnished with a crown of Shut the fuck up! How the fuck did we get here? Fuck all that. Fuck a jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. Well, my future fans, let's wrap this all up with the question of the week. And we got two answers this week, but I just want to take this time really quick just to say thank you. Thank you so much to both Frat Matt and Brian Q for always, well, not always, but quite often answering the question. I have quite a few listeners, but you two are some of the only ones that have ever commented so thank you so much. Let's start with Frat Matt. Well, actually, let's start with reminding you what the question was. The question was, hey, are there any moments from history from 1980 until now that you would like to see a movie made out of? Either something that has never had a movie made out of it or one that has been done before, but you just like the topic a lot. Let's start with Frat Matt. Reagan's last year or two of the presidency when he had Alzheimer's and or dementia and a movie on the Soviets perspective of the Berlin Wall coming down. Now, those are both great answers. Um, color me naive, but I actually wasn't aware that Reagan had Alzheimer's when he was actually in office. So I'd be fascinated to see something on that. And then the Soviets' perspective on the wall coming down is something I never that would would never have even crossed my mind. And yeah, I'd watch it. I'd watch that film. It'd be political intrigue. It'd be like an Aaron Sorkin film, but it'd be more like Aaron Sorkovich, right? Because it's because it's Russian. Get it? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, thank you, Frat Matt. And Brian Q's turn. Brian had said two things actually. One one answer fell outside of the guidelines of the question, but he admitted to it. And I'm going to say it anyway because it's a really good answer. I would like to see an epic movie showing how the Caribbean sugarcane farming financially destabilized the American economy, sending us down a path that would eventually lead to civil war. But that isn't modern history. He says, for modern history, I will need to ponder the question. And while I do think a movie, uh, I'll get to the, the second part in a bit, but while I do think a movie about that would be interesting, I'm not sure if it will ever be made because that would have to admit to us that the Civil War was anything but a war for the abolishment of slavery. Hell, Abraham Lincoln, who was against slavery, said that if it would keep the Union together, if it would avoid a war, he would he would have kept slavery. So keeping the Union together was more important to him than releasing the slaves, which is you know, kind of fucked up to say. But of course, it's also a no-win situation. Either you keep slavery around and you save all the lives that would have been lost in the war, or you fight slavery, have the war, and then have an estimated 620,000 people died. I mean, come on, obviously the answer was get rid of slavery. But it just sucks that the other side was all this death. But yes, I I would like to see more about this. But I, again, don't think it'll be made because it would kind of undo the legend behind the Civil War. And so for the next part of his answer, we have the rise of Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge, but more about the society falling apart than about the 14-year-olds hacking off the limbs of teachers. And you know what? I do think that would make the movie get made better, is if they ignored the hacking off of limbs. 
And I'm not going to get into a history lesson here. Let me just read the first couple lines from Wikipedia to tell you if you don't know what the Khmer Rouge is. The Khmer Rouge was the name given to the Cambodian communists and later the following of the Communist Party of Kampuchea in Cambodia who infamously carried out the Cambodian genocide. So yeah, this would be a feel-good movie. Take your family to see it. No, but isn't that the thing about history that if you want to make a historical movie, it's going to be either about something f***ing awesome, like amazing something great and happy, or tragedy. Because those are the only kind of things we want to see movies made out of. We don't want to see a movie of President Ford eating breakfast every day, even though technically that's part of history. We, we don't want to see a movie about laws Carter may have passed, because that's not interesting as a movie. But it's time for my answer and to wrap this up. I, I want to see an honest Reagan movie. Because I, as many of you know, because I've said it quite a few times, I live in Santa Cruz, California, one of the most left-leaning places in America. And it's hard being someone who tends to fall in the middle of things. But the way I see it is that the Republicans hold President Reagan up as this god among politicians. And the Democrats, at least around here, hold him up as some sort of monster. Like, oh, he ruined the country. He is this piece of sh**. And we all know the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle. He's not the flawless god that Republicans make him out to be. And he's not the monster that these hardcore Democrats from my area believe he is. I want to see a movie about the truth. But unfortunately, that probably wouldn't happen because it would upset both groups, narrowing down the scope of who would see it. But maybe one day they'll make it. Kind of like the movie W. Because I was surprised that President Bush wasn't made out to be a complete villain in this movie, even though Hollywood looked at him that way. I just want an honest movie about Reagan. Well, my friends, we need a question for next week. And since I'm fresh off the Future Flicks Award, it made me think of something. And maybe the next couple questions may be related to the Future Flicks Awards because it's easier that way and I'm lazy. So I talked about, in the awards show, movies that I hated and, and movies that made the list for worst movie of 2017. So my future fans, my future friends, tell me, what movie will you never watch again because it was that bad? And to phrase it another way, what movie was so bad you would never watch it again? Well, my friends, that is it for this episode of Future Flicks with Billiam. This has been episode 76 for the week of January 26th. This is actually being released on Friday again, mainly thanks to the Future Flicks Awards. But hey, there's some good news this week. Somewhat Nerdy Radio released a new episode. It's the first episode that I'm not on for the past three, at least. And you know what? kind of sucks. I, I miss being there. Though I also missed listening to the show as a 100% surprise, like not knowing what they're going to say. But yeah, I, I miss being there. And the Watch Your Mouth podcast also came back. So this week has two fantastic shows for you. And I released two episodes. So yay! Herc, you have a lot of shit to listen to, buddy. Well, let's finish this off with the housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. I'm trying to work on YouTube and Tumblr again. And any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That is somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars or a like, or if you'd share the podcast, tell a friend, go, hey, friend, you love movies. This is a podcast about movies. In fact, every movie that comes out during the week. Also, when you leave that five star rating, leave a comment. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what you think I need to improve on. 
Speaking of five-star ratings, thank you. Thank you to Brian Q for rating the show. And how do you reach me? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter, at BilliamSWN, and Instagram, which I'll try to get better on, BilliamSWN there as well. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. And be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle, also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the Friends of the Show, the Watch Your Mouth Podcast. Also, don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy, signing off and I'll see you in the future.